0: In my reality, a timeline is the pathway that you're on right now. Whatever that is, that's the pathway you're on. So whatever happens every day, however you respond to it, how things show up for you, how things get created. That is the timeline you're on based on what you want, like where you're headed, what you believe that you'd like to achieve, what you'd like to experience. um, Changing timelines is a frequency based nature. So we're a particular frequency in this timeline, which is also a match to that frequency, right? All things are scientifically based in energy and frequency. And because we're a frequency ourselves in combination with the planet and the other people around us and the things in our world, we're walking the timeline or call it what you want. (laughs) But to me, it appears as a timeline. So shifting timelines means We're going to change the pathway that we're on to something that we'd most like to experience.
1: Welcome to Mastery Podcast with Dr. Sass, formerly a true goddess podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sass. This is a podcast where we awaken you to express your true essence. My intention is to lead humanity to flourish as true divine beings, living an empowered and abundant life, inspiring each other to expand our authenticity, master our lives, and rise to confidently live our true purpose. On today's episode of Mastery podcast with Dr. Sass, you will meet with amazing Wendy Paget. Wendy is a timeline shifter, a personal advisor and Confident to top creators, helping them remove limiting beliefs using her technique of multidimensional timeline shifting. Her belief in quantum oneness and her ability to access the multidimensional space sets her apart as a modern oneness lifestyle pioneer. Wendy's joyful and humorous nature puts her clients at ease, empowering them to actualize their lives with clarity and achieve ultimate invincibility. She is known for her extreme abilities, including speaking to God, breathing underwater as a child, and experiencing instant manifestation. Wendy is certain that no mental blocks can hold anyone back from achieving their deepest desires. Without further ado, let's meet our special guest, Wendy Paget. Welcome, welcome to Dr. Fast Mastery Podcast and welcome Wendy. Wendy is a quantum timeline shifter. And we're gonna explore what that means in a little bit and I have the privilege of working with Wendy um, for for a few months it's been awesome it's been awesome I feel so much better but um, can you can you tell us a little bit about your background where you're from and other stuff
0: <laughs> sure well thank you for having me this is uh, an a sp- a special honor and delight to be on your <laughs> podcast, girl, especially since I know you so well. And this is such an <laughs> honor to be here. Uh, my name is Wendy Pocket. I am a Canadian, I live in Ontario, Canada, and this is my world. The timeline world is, uh, is where I live. So how it started was not at all how I anticipated. It was uh, through an enlightenment experience that gifted me the abilities to see and read frequency in a completely different manner. And my journey stemmed from there. So it's been just over nine years, nearly a decade that I've been doing this work and it evolves every single day, actually, (laughs) which is really exciting because I then bring that to the table and translate over to my clients and people I know that up leveling regularly, but it's a different world. The timelines are real. Right,
1: right, and um, we we saw this in sci-fi movies and stuff like that. But it's um, you know, for people with an open mind like like me and um, my husband, we we both um, have a privilege <laughs> of working with with Wendy. Um, and it it's also is. Thank you so much for being here on this podcast today. Um, I'm just I'm just delighted. I'm so happy. I, I like can jump up and down with joy um, I'm very happy that you' are here and um, thank you for that background and um can you tell our listener a little bit um and and I experience this it's like it's it literally is out of this world. can you tell us a little bit about what what that means what is timeline how how do you work with timeline?
0: yeah all I have is what I experience. So in my reality, a timeline is the pathway that you're on right now. Whatever that is, that's the pathway you're on. So whatever happens every day, however you respond to it, how things show up for you, how things get created, that is the timeline you're on based on what you want, like where you're headed, what you believe that you'd like to achieve, what you'd like to experience. um, Changing timelines is a frequency based nature. So we're a particular frequency in this timeline, which is also a match to that frequency, right? All things are scientifically based in energy and frequency. And because we're a frequency ourselves in combination with the planet and the other people around us and the things in our world, we're walking the timeline or call it what you want. But to me, it appears as a timeline. So shifting timelines means we're going to change the pathway that we're on to something that we'd most like to experience. So we talk about what we'd like to experience and then we find the programming that's residing in our brain and I'll explain that to you in a few to match the timeline where those goals and targets exist. So we move timelines in order to be on that then frequency pathway in order to experience what's on that timeline so that we can have what we're after whatever that vision is so if you want i'll i can talk about the programming pieces that change the frequency
1: that we're definitely definitely that's that's very interesting um please do (laughs) so (laughs) i heard this before it's still
0: fascinating to me (laughs) so the Programming pieces that are my version or my viewpoint into what our frequencies are in whatever timeline we're in are created by programming that can be likened to uh, a computer. This is the easiest way I found to explain it. So imagine you have a computer and I don't know if you recall SAS or if mm-hmm. anyone listening and recalls back when computers first were becoming commonplace in the household, excuse me, the screen used to be black and green with a big square cursor that would blink on the screen. And that's all we knew. And so people, coders or programmers would go in and program stuff into the computer so that it would run. So whatever they coded or programmed into the computer is what we would see, how it would run. How I view this reality and this experience in our skin suits or our bodies in this timeline is the same way. So imagine, so if you're looking at a computer way back in the day when it was a green and black screen, that evolved into a programmer seeing, okay, well, if I put input this program with this code, we're going to see color. Mm -hmm. And so they do so, and now we see color. We don't wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to open my computer. Oh, I wonder if I'm going to see black and white again, right? We're seeing color because that's what's programmed into the computer. So the computer itself is a hardware, right? It's the device. The program is the software that's running that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And the programmer is the conscious awareness. It's the programmer. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine our reality now we're in a timeline where we're vibrating at a particular frequency which matches the timeline we're on in a quantum holographic way where all things are fractals of all things. So everything matches, right? Everything's true Mm -hmm. because it is. That's what's running in this timeline. If you're not happy with this timeline, you'd like something else, you must shift the frequency that you're being in your world in order to match that timeline where that thing or experience exists. Mm-hmm. Right? So imagine you are the computer, right? <clears throat> so when we're looking at our actual devices computers, we're looking at a monitor and the screen shows us the programs that have programmed, been programmed in the computer. So imagine it was black and green, somebody a programmer, programmed color. Now we're looking at the monitor of our computer and we're seeing the program color yeah yeah now flip that into your body being the computer your reality that you're seeing with your eyeballs or that you're experiencing as the monitor your mind brain is where all the programs go and the conscious awareness is programming it so it's the mind brain is the software that's running on the hardware, which is mm-hmm. in the skin suit that you're seeing in your reality. The conscious awareness of what's being created is your aware is your programmer, right? So, I mean, are you tracking me so far? Yeah, Not yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean,
1: whatever you experience is is um, your your conscious mind, um, like programming or belief. That's what it is. Yeah, and that's the program that you have.
0: Yeah, whatever you've programmed in must be true because you programmed it in. Now, let's look into the issues that that could create is if you're not experiencing something that you're enjoying, Mm -hmm. you have programmed it because you're the programmer. However, you don't know when you programmed it or why. It's just Mm -hmm. showing up in your world, right? And that's the piece that we get to let go of. The why or how it got there. Could have been in childhood, could have wrote in on DNA, could have been last month. You could have bought a program, which means made a decision, decided something was true based on something somebody else said or you experienced. And therefore that becomes the program that goes in with a conscious awareness that becomes a reality that you see on the monitor of your life, which is your life, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's the same thing as looking at your computer your hardware, computer, and seeing the monitor and the programs that are running. You're experiencing your reality in the same way. Now, <clears throat> what's great about that, once you can grasp that, is that you can change anything. Nice. You can change any of those programs to whatever you want. The purpose is to experience a higher frequency experience so that what you're living into has a beautiful joyful love vibration, right? So you can experience happy things, joyful things, successful things, abundant things, right? And how you can address the fact that you are not there is by wanting something, Mm -hmm. right? So the whole purpose of being on a timeline and being able to shift a timeline and get excited about that is walking through the process of firstly, being aware that there's a timeline at all. and then that it's frequency based and you're matching it. And then leaning into what programs are actually running and how can you raise your frequency to a new programming level that moves you into a new timeline so that you can experience something different.
1: Nice, nice. I follow you because I heard of it before and um, I, I believe it 100%. What, what, um, what if I say, is this similar to like multiple universes? Is that multiple timeline, it's like all things happening all at once and you you chose to kind of focus on the, the timeline that you want to experience?
0: I don't know if, yes, I guess it is, yes. It's because if everything's a fractal or a hologram or holographic, mm-hmm. everything is in everything. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter what cell you look at, like a skin cell, you're going to see all things in one skin cell, how it becomes a nose or an eye or an arm or a leg, right? That's the programming piece of it. So, <clears throat> and there are m- multiple universes, multiverse, multiple timelines. Yeah, of course. I mean, do I have the facts of that? No. What I know is what I've experienced and what I've been able to create and the level of access that i have to an infinite intelligence that i can't explain
1: nice nice i wish i had that access i know i do
0: <laughs> I, need to I need to get there <laughs> i mean i don't know that it's something that i certainly didn't plan for that mm-hmm. to be my experience i didn't that i know of let's just say Sorry. that um it was it happened in an instant and then it was more me managing what what actually was happening? You know, the access that I had to the truth or the level of data, I would say, in the field of energy that we're experiencing, it all got to be translated into how we're living our lives. So that took some time, yeah, right, to understand what's happening, how it's happening, how it can be changed.
1: It, it's yeah. just fascinating to me. And you've been doing this work for like almost ten years.
0: Yeah, just over um, 10 years. Yeah.
1: Can can you tell our um, our audience like how how did
0: this come about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I liken it to what I've always said is it's an enlightenment experience. Which mm-hmm. I mean, you can classify that as adding more light to something to view more things, which could be right more data in the field that we're living in. Mm-hmm. It came about because I had a moment where I suppose the trajectory of my reality has always been curiosity, right? Some wild things happened when I was a teenager that kind of took me out of the black and white world and popped me into the world of curiosity of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Things I couldn't explain, right? Um, uh, uh, When I was a teenager, ghosts showing up at three houses, our house across the street next door, right? Mm -hmm. Where across the street that this... Ghost made an absolute disaster in some, in one of the girls' rooms. Next door, the kids actually saw it as a green haze. And at my house, it used to pull the pins out of my posters and the posters would follow my face while I was studying. So it was a really weird thing. Like, so I was thinking, how, how are these things possible? Mm -hmm. Then I ended up, um, having, I would say when a teenage boyfriend at the time who started doing telekinesis without knowing what telekinesis was. So we called it magic Mm -hmm. and we were terrified of it because we didn't know how it was happening. And imagine being a teenager and suddenly making things appear and disappear right before Mm -hmm. your eyes. Yeah. It's just not something that happens. Now, if you look at universities, they studied telekinesis everywhere. But back then, Mm -hmm. we were a teenager. We had no clue. This is back before the internet and cell phones and all that great stuff. Mm -hmm. So my mind was really blown wide open to the unknown from a very young age. So imagine the curiosity from that moment forward. I believe I was 16 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Every time, right, you're doing anything, my mind would go into the curiosity of like, how's that happening? What's happening there? And why can't it be this? And right, all these questions on curiosity. And the more I lived into curiosity, the more crazy, cool things happened. Nice. And fast forward to... Oh, goodness, um, only what a decade ago. And I was doing some really cool stuff. I was doing some deep state theta hypnosis therapy, um, all kinds of really neat things where I was taking people personally, like one on one, they come to my, my space, bringing them into a super deep trance or hypnosis state and mm-hmm. then have them have access and connect to infinite intelligence. They would bring all these questions about their life to me. I would read the questions while after I got them so deep into hypnosis, I would read them their own questions and they would answer them. So then I would record it. And when they were done, I'd be like, here you go. Here's all the answers. I didn't have to give it to them. I'm the facilitator, right? Of that experience. But they, what I knew was that we all have our own answers in our own timeline, in our own frequency. So that was happening. Crazy wild things were happening. Like with my curiosity and openness, the possibilities, of course, wild things were happening. However, um, I was still stuck in in the arena of they're having all these amazing experiences. Why am I not able to create that for myself? Mm -hmm. And that began (laughs) the massive journey into myself. So one day I took myself on and decided I wanted to, I was going to source a master someone who knew more than me because I had access to all this infinite intelligence, but I Mm -hmm. couldn't meet someone in person in a skin suit, like in a body who could guide me or teach me or support me to, to actually understand what I was going through, why I understood all these things. Why did that happen to me? Like, you know what I mean? it was all about me and others. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I liken my massive awakening to the fact that I took myself on. and decided that because I was so unhappy with the fact that I couldn't access that level that people were accessing. I'm like, what does that mean about all this stuff that I don't understand? Like, Ask all the books, right? All the books and all the things that are out there. Ask and it is given. um, There's angels, guides, God, uh, things that you are requested to believe in, but you can't actually see. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, why would people blindly believe that all those things are real without actually knowing for sure? Mm -hmm. And so I was... Looking for someone, someone, anyone who had that knowledge that could teach me that. Because I didn't end up running into anyone, I would pay who I thought could support me, I would pay people and I would end up supporting them. <laughs> so I would pay them to, <laughs> for me to support them. It was so frustrating. And then one day I was like, that's it. I was so angry. Oh, I was so angry. I was crying. I was so mad. I'm like, God, if, if this stuff is actually real and true, then l- prove it, right? I'm like, prove it to me. Drop my gifts on me now or pluck me off this godforsaking hurling stone in the multiverse. It isn't fun here. And what I do know is that it should be fun here. We should be enjoying this reality. What is happening that I'm not, right? Mm-hmm. How can I not? Ask and it is given. How can I not see angels and guides and God and all those things? So, anyway, I decided to go into the bathtub where I used to meditate every day. I did one of my own deep state hypnosis sessions on myself. And that is what catalysted absolutely everything. I ended up having this miraculous experience where I was three beings or three aspects of myself in one body witnessing, experiencing and watching, like actually participating Mm -hmm. in the call for, uh, an otherworldly experience where a master would show up. And what happened was um, the beginning parts of the sessions, I would have someone go to a happy place go to a happy place, which raises our frequency so that we can have access to a deeper aspect of self. Well, of course I brought myself there and for me, it's the beach. And I remember my mind's eye laying in the beach and running my hand through the sand and the sand opened up into a vortex and the vortex sucked me in <laughs> and I went zip right into this cement box. Was sitting on cement i was looking at damp dark cement it was cool in there it was not my version of a happy place in fact what i knew in the moment was ha- that was how i saw my life right i saw my life as this like trapping of the opposite of what everyone believes or is saying is true mm-hmm. and and without evidence right so while i was in there i the aspects of myself were in communication. So the witness was watching and then I had an aspect of myself, which I imagine would be considered a higher self saying Mm -hmm. like in communication going, what is this? This is look like a happy place. And I remember being me going, "Uh, no, (laughs) not a happy place to me. This is dark, right? So I'm kind of looking around and out of the corner of my eye, I can see uh, it's like a cement desk and there was someone sitting there at the back of the room. And so in my peripheral, I could see them, but I didn't really turn and look. Well, the higher aspect of myself said, uh uh-huh. see that person sitting over there? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna look? What's the matter? Are you afraid? <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> you know, the ego self. I'm not afraid, I'll look. That's kind of how I responded. So mm-hmm. I turned my head to look, up stood this like seven foot tall person robe, sash, long hair. It was the exact visual, 3D visual of God that my grandmother had on her wall at her house. And I was like, oh, well, that's a master. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna get a master, that was one. And so my, my thoughts, all of my questions and anger and everything was like instantaneously stopped. He got up, walked around this cement desk and opened up his arms to hug me. He didn't say anything at all. He just opened up his arms to hug me. And in my mind, I remember thinking, Oh, okay. I'm a hugger. I can hug. Right? So I open up my arms and I wrap them around him. And I was like, Oh, and he was so tall. My face, my cheek was on his belly. He was so tall. And he was hugging me, and I was like, "Oh, this is so nice! Like, felt so light and so love." And all of a sudden, he went, and he disappeared right inside me. In my true ego self, I was like, "Ah, where did you go? Like, is that it? Right?" Looking back, it was such an ignorant thing to say, but you know, I'm like, "Oh, that's it. That's that's it." And then he spoke and he said, your first task is to love with my heart. Okay. I didn't have any thoughts. None. Okay. That was all. Like I couldn't, I didn't have anything else. So the next part is a bit blurry in that I finished off whatever session that I had habitually done before with myself. I remember getting out of the tub, I had no emotions, no emotional response to any of it. I remember going downstairs and I had a li- I have a library or had a library downstairs. And I was going through my books trying to find answers like what the hell just happened to me? What just happened? And then I thought like, did that just happen? <laughs> Every single client that came to me every one of them had this massive amazing experience every single one of them said those exact words did that just happen yeah. and i would say of course it did i'm here and i have the video the audio tape to prove it right i didn't i responded exactly the same way only i didn't have an audio tape. only have my memory and <clears throat> In that moment, I I remember, I'm like, I'm going through books, like what I was looking for, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know what I was looking for. Can you find that in a book? (laughs) No, I was just looking. I was just, I thought like, where would be the answer to all the things that were just, that just happened? In the meantime, my husband ended up coming down the stairs and sitting on the couch. I was sitting in the dark, in the basement with a pile of books. I was sitting on the coffee table. And he goes down, he's sitting on the couch and he's sitting there staring at me. And I remember getting irritated thinking like, why is he looking at me? Why is he staring at me? Like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> right? I was really irritated by his presence being there. I'm trying to find the answers. Like, what is he doing? He's, you know, he's getting in the way. And at some point I had a realization. I'm like, you know, I was gonna ask him. <laughs> like, so I turned to him and I go, what are you doing? And he looks, man, I'm thinking, like, he's gonna answer me. And he looks me dead in the eye and he leans in and he goes, What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Okay. So I had a moment and I thought, you know, he was an altar boy as a kid, grown up Catholic, parents still go to church all the time. Like, I thought, okay, if I tell him this story, that I actually had an experience and saw God and had a conversation. He's going to judge me. If I'm going to be judged, he's going to be the one. That's how it's going to go down. Mm -hmm. I got to say something anyway, like whatever, I'm going to say it. So Mm -hmm. I say to him, um, you know how I have these like really cool experiences where people come, they get on my table, you know, and really well stuff happens. He's like, Yeah. I go, and remember, up until that point, I had no emotions about this whole experience. Very cerebral, very thinker in nature, very analyzer. I said I realized in that moment I was going to tell him what happened. And all of a sudden, I started to cry wow. hard. I was crying so hard. Was, and he's like looking at me, and I said, well, I did one of the sessions on myself, and, and I saw God. And he looked at me, he was, I was bawling. He looks me dead in the face. And he goes, why are you crying? Haven't you ever heard of people seeing God before? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What? Like, I'm like, I'm so confused, right? Everything that's happening opposite what I imagined. Anyway, fast forward out of that. I didn't find anything, right? What I was looking for, I didn't, I didn't find anything and every day it was like imagine you were given the keys of the multiverse here you go all the data all the answers how the world works how energy works how humanity works here you go imagine in infusing all of that and all of a sudden you're looking around going yeah this isn't what i thought it was This life, this birth, this being, this, this, this isn't what I thought it was. It's something else, right? All of a sudden, all these things start putting the pieces of the puzzle start fitting together one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And eight months later, I was still putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And one day, my husband had this opportunity that I watched him create I watched it come to him, and I watched him deny it, and I was infuriated. Mm. I thought, how, how would somebody want something, create it, and then not choose it? I was so angry, I was crying. So what I do, I took myself in the bathtub again, where all cool things happen. And I go in there and I'm crying. Meditate. I know that's (laughs) where I messed up. Everything. It's like such a great place. So I go into the bathtub and I'm crying into the water, right? And I find myself saying and doing things that were interesting. I remember asking, like, "What is he being?" And I'm holding up my hand and I'm holding this energy and all of a sudden I felt energy in my hand. I'm like, oh my God, there's a way to that. I'm like, what is he being? Well, he's being somebody who creates opportunities and then doesn't take them, right? In my anger and infuriation. And then I'm looking at this energy and I'm like, well, what am I going to do with that? (laughs) And all of a sudden I heard, God, you're going to love it with God's heart. Okay, because I got no, no nothing else to do. i like, I don't know what else to do with this energy, right? So I'm in the tub, so I hold my hand over top of my heart space, and all of a sudden, my entire body breathed. It was like, and it that energy went right into my body, and I was like, oh, like, oh, my God, what just happened? My whole body had a visceral response to that movement, that thought process, that energy. Mm-hmm. Because I had said to that energy, before I brought it into my body, I said, this is the energy of someone who creates an opportunity and doesn't take it. And then my next wording was, am I that? Am I? I'm like, hell no. (laughs) I create opportunities and take them. And that's what I was like, what am I going to do with that? and I ended up receiving it back to myself. Why saying, am I that, am I? No, I'm not, I'm gonna love it with God's heart. I brought that energy into my field of energy and it, my whole body breathed in, took the energy of that in, and all I saw was the spaces being filled that were empty. I saw that in my mind's eye. And I was like, whew. What happened after I was able to breathe again was I had no emotion about what just happened. Like, no, not just what happened to me, but about my husband and being so angry at him. Mm-hmm. I had nothing left, nothing, no emotion. I was like looking for it. Going, Oh, I'm like looking at my head. I'm like, where's that energy? Like, where's that anger? Where's that emotion? Gone, gone, completely gone. Oh, uh, what did I just do? is the next thought in my head. So of course, you know, like all beautifully, you know, longer term married humans do. I'm like, I'm going to find something else. (laughs) Try this again. I'm going to reverse engineer this. And so when I went back and found something else and lo and behold, it worked again. Mm -hmm. Same words were coming out of my mouth, same energy in my hands, same transformation through my heart space, same emotional experience gone completely. What was that? is what went through my mind. Then as the day went by, I realized all of a sudden, all these pieces of information started coming in and I realized, I'm like, what did I do that allowed me to experience that experience? What, What got created with my awakening with God the first time that allowed me to experience that right now? And what came into my mind's eye and my thoughts was the word separation. You once believed you were separate from your world. And God in like disappearing inside of me removed all separation. Because when he asked me to love with his heart for eight months, I thought, Sass, if I hug you, do I have to think about loving you with God's heart over mind? And will you know the difference? Will you know if it's me loving you versus God loving you? That's what went through my mind. That's the epitome of separation, him and me. What I then realized after that experience where those emotions completely disappeared was that I had no separation between anything and myself. It was all one holographic space, right? A oneness paradigm a oneness reality where all things that I'm seeing are all things that I'm being so that means that if my husband was being a person who creates opportunities and doesn't take them and that's not what I'm being but I'm having a lower frequency emotional response to that now I'm discovering the programming what's running in my world that I'm seeing it because I believe that that's who I am, which is out of alignment to my true nature as source. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, all of that infinite intelligence just poured in. And the realization that all things are scientifically one in that a fractal is the whole of everything inside everything became real the languaging came after, like in order to describe it, that was a process that, you know, came later. But ironically, after that day, I went to a ladies' lunch in the very next day, very next day, the woman that was running it sat next to me and said, Hey, Wendy, do you have something to tell me? Like, is there something you want to share with me? what's going on here? And I just looked at her strange. I'm like, I don't think so. But I have something I want to try on you. <laughs> so right there in the middle of this room with all these people in it, they didn't know what was going on. I utilized that same concept with her with something that was bothering her that I knew,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she couldn't even remember the frequency of the word that we shifted. Wow. That began the journey. Now I, you know, how do you allow yourself to know? that you are the universe. You are the multiverse. And how does that translate in this 3D reality where all things are physical and you're responding to the laws of duality, right? Where both exist, but as a whole. Mm -hmm. The difference is we all choose one thing and resist the other, which is separation, (laughs) right? Yeah. So... That was a map. It's been a journey of nine years of understanding, learning. I'm never, I I never stopped growing and understanding this reality from a deeper level, but it was an experience that was so otherworldly. I could never have planned that
1: Right.
0: Right. never in a million years.
1: That's amazing. I wonder what that feel like sometimes. You know, it's just like, um, like you said, out of this world experience. And, um, you know, when, when you look at science, for example, they try to explain things, um, prove this, um, um, you know, do experiment and see if this work. And if science can't prove it, then it's not real. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I think it is the other way around. Right? If you don't believe it, then you can't prove it. Exactly. Um there, there is this um that study is called the split study where mm-hmm. they have the um the observer, okay, and when the observer is looking at the object, the object is there. And when the observer is not looking at it, the object is not there. Yeah. And and they use that with, with human and they use that with, with a camera. A camera can be an observer and, and they cannot explain that. So, I mean, you know, believe it or not, it works. I, I, experienced this with you. I, I had some program, um, uh, you know, that, that you removed for me, which, um, I experienced is like guilt, for example. Um, and in that particular situation, I, Kind of remember What it felt like But I I don't feel that guilt anymore. It's like, it just disappeared. And, and if, if you want to work with Wendy, it's, it's amazing. It's like you, you see all this. It's like the Matrix movie. Have you seen the Matrix? Yes. <laughs> I, I don't remember if I asked you that, but it's like, you know, when you explain, it's like zero and ones that what I see. And then you see all this program and you're like, Oh, yeah, do you want to? turn that off <laughs> and, and you, you shut it off and 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 it's amazing it's been amazing um working with you Wendy and, and I'm so so glad that um I I um give our audiences opportunity to to know about you and I I heard the story before I'm so like <gasps> you know it, it's like it's amazes me and um every time i'm just every time i talk to you it, it just been fascinating and um i know a lot of people believe in in oneness and people don't know what that look like what that feel like um but you experience it in in your own way mm-hmm. um and and that i i just think that it's beautiful because um for me, I I study a lot um, uh, spiritual um, study and and when when I look at oneness, um, I try to see other people as an extension of me, and I'm always have this empathy uh, empathetic side of me where I feel what other people feel a lot. And is that what you call oneness, like no separation?
0: No. Not really, because there's no extension of every of anything it is mm-hmm. uh, reflective in a wholeness. right It's like if you have all the cells of something you pull one cell out it has all the aspects of that wholeness in one cell. It's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with humans. Yeah. Just because we behave differently doesn't mean that we're separate. We're still whole part of the whole so what you're i always say if you if you're practicing something or you're trying to be something or you're say you understand something it's because you understand the concept of something Mm -hmm. Right? you understand the concept of oneness but you're not yet being it because when you're being something, you don't talk about it because you're being it. It's just not something that's in your conscious awareness because it is you. Holistically, holographically, cellularly, it is who you are. So you don't, you're not walking around going, well, I'm, I'm oneness with all of that so that I see it that way. It's not, that's not it. I am able to describe it because in my work, it's imperative to mm-hmm. describe it that way. But what I would say what it feels like is lack of judgment. Really hard to judge something when you know that they are you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Even the worst of things that appear on this planet are aspects of the whole. Right? They're not separate from the whole. It appears that they would be separate because they're behaving in a manner that you know that you wouldn't choose to be. Mm -hmm. But the uniqueness on this planet is they have a skin suit that's separate. That creates the level of separation in a third dimensional reality. So the appearance, it's like the wave and the particle. When you're looking, it's solid. The -hmm. wave becomes the particle. When you're not looking, it goes back to the wave. Yeah. It's the same as other things, other beings, other aspects in this reality. Just because you're not, you, you can put the blinders on and not see them, doesn't mean that that aspect doesn't exist. Everything exists. If you're staring at it, it's there becomes a particle, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? If you're going to bring it further into your reality, stare at it longer, (laughs) stare at things around it. (laughs) Right? I think part of that you can liken that when people um, jump into negative experiences and they keep experiencing something over and over again in the negative aspect, Mm -hmm. they begin to buy the buy the programming of you know, that negative lower frequency and then they become uh, the viewer of that thing over and over and over again because they're looking for it and they're staring directly at it. And so of course they're experiencing it in that Mm -hmm. frequency because that frequency is an aspect of themselves anyway. So in order to not experience that, you get to be the higher frequency that gives you that level of peace and joy that you would like to experience on this planet right? you can't be the same frequency of a question and the answer at the same time cannot two different frequencies mm-hmm. you can ask a question and source an answer from someone else or someone can ask you a question and you will have the answer but you cannot ask the question and answer it at the same time there's just no way you're in the same frequency. There's just no way you're in a question frequency, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with your reality, right? You can't be in a war and win. How can you win? You're in war frequency. Right. No one wins. <laughs> you want peace. You have yeah. to be, be peace. peace. You have yeah. to be peace. Yeah. Be peace. And I believe that's part of what... Um, we're experiencing in our up-leveled evolution mm-hmm. is that in order to experience peace in your world, you get to be peace.
1: Uh, thinking about war, then then all you see is war. And if you want peace, you cannot go to war to have peace. You you must think about peace in
0: order <laughs> to get peace. And... Um, not, not think about... Be... You, you must be peace. You can't think... This thinker is the ego aspect of data that you've only taught it up until today, and it is a filing cabinet of data, and that is it. So if you use the word think, or you say, I'm thinking, or let me think about it, you're going to go to the ego brain Mm
1: -hmm. to make
0: a decision over the infinite intelligent aspect of your soul in this moment. So, be peace. Yeah, ex- be peace. like be it. <clears throat> be peaceful, whatever that looks like, whatever that experience is as, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, that was what we were were diving into the like hypothetical experience if everyone realized that by being peace, there would be no war. What would you fight for? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? can't fight for something and win anything because everyone loses
1: exactly
0: and if you were to ask someone years and years ago that were in any wars they're questioning the war Mm -hmm. and wouldn't go back to it because no one really won that they're aware of right
1: right yeah someone always get hurt on both sides.
0: Well, they... They... Sugarcoat it like... It would die in honor. It's an honor. They fought for mm-hmm. their country. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was all... They, they sugarcoat it with some kind of... Painted... Um, sacrifice. So, it was good. What an honor. What have you. Well, they still didn't win. They died. They didn't win. Yeah.
1: Right?
0: So... You know, it just, that's what they say people will die trying, but they'll never get there. They'll they'll never win. Right. So, you know, there's things to be said to honor the choices that you made for why you made them. And if you didn't know, If all you knew was that if you chose to step into war because you you were told and indoctrinated in believing that it was for a higher purpose, Mm -hmm. there's no fault there because you're choosing into something you believed in and everyone believed in. It was a collective nature. Mm -hmm. But only in hindsight can anyone see that no one really wins that in mm-hmm. fact part of me i had i went for uh, a treatment today like a like a facial and the woman was from iraq mm-hmm. she's a beautiful 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 girl with children mm-hmm. been here for nine years and so i asked her she was talking about the weather she's like god it's so cold here she mm-hmm. goes but I, we weird told she goes i in in Iraq, we, I'd never heard of Canada. She goes, I heard of North America, but I'd never heard of Canada before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was told that we were going to the warmest area of Canada. But in comparison to Iraq, well, I just thought warm would be warm like there. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. She said, she said that they had a very long summer and a very short winter. And she goes, here, it's a very long winter, very short summer of opposite. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what do you mean by hot? She's like, well, they're hot now. It's between 30 and 40. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hot here is like 20 to 30. Big difference. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she said, but it was never always like that at home until the Iraq war. And with the with America, she said, we had lush Lots of things like, you know, uh, trees and we had vegetable gardens and we had all these things and the war destroyed everything and all the ground and the trees and everything. And because of that, it got so hot there that and other things like there was, they had two main rivers and apparently both of them were blocked off at either side, Iran and I can't remember the other one she said. so how things changed
1: mm-hmm.
0: for them there.
1: Yeah. How
0: could that win? How could anyone win? Right, nobody wins. Right. What, what was, you know, like, yeah. So <clears throat> that was just, uh, I, I never in my life thought I'd get to have a conversation with somebody that had actually been from there and was able to speak directly to the difference between what it was like pre-war and Mm -hmm. post-war anywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: With devastation at hand. So not it's not just war in countries. It's remember holographic in nature. That's human war within humans. Mm -hmm. The fight is in internal, whatever that looked like. And that frequency is what creates right so if you fast forward to now and you have the opportunity to choose to experience a higher frequency the gift is that you're an individuated skin suit who gets to choose mhm yeah you know the amplified version of that is that you do choose and experience it.
1: And um, I, I want to throw this out for you because I know um, I, I get confused about this sometimes. People say thoughts are things and like the neuroscientists would explain this thought process away. Like, you know, if you focus your thoughts on this thing, then more than likely you manifest it um what's the difference between that and like the being that you explain like you you don't think you just be
0: mm-hmm. that's a great question um <clears throat> i believe everything that we've been taught in the science leads mm-hmm. up to the next experience of possibility so it's never ending it's infinite just like all things <clears throat> the thinking it into reality is what what are you using if you are thinking um, the thinking ego of,
1: yeah
0: the storehouse so if even if that were true what what a scientist may say even if it were true
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you have belief systems, that ensure that it's not true for you. You can think all you want and nothing is going to happen Mm -hmm. because you have systems that will stop it from occurring. Mm -hmm. Right? This is the ego. This is the source of knowing. Most oftentimes, these two things are not alignment, (laughs) which is why people struggle with what they've been taught, what they think There's that word again they need to do because of what other people have said or have experienced and said well this worked for me do this and it'll work for you that's the ego thinker there is an aspect of yourself that could actually tap into that statement whatever that that statement wherever it came from wherever the source of that statement came from and have a knowing a resonant piece of knowledge within you that would say yeah that's not actually true for me the difference and the dichotomy is this we don't listen to this (laughs) it speaks and we're like but i want that and they ignore the piece of them that knows and try to, well, if I just think my way into it and I decide that that's what I want and I apply all of these things, then I'll have it too. Why? Because I said so and that's what I want.
1: Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work
0: that way. For some tenacious battlers who it does work for, they don't have any programming in the way that stops it. Doesn't mean it's what's in their highest good. Mm-hmm. Right? Their ego is working. So, when you're being something, it's allowing that knowing aspect to become you. Mm -hmm. Like being peaceful. That means if you have something to say, shut up and don't say anything, because those two pieces are true. Any of the gurus on the planet who know, who have the keys to how this multiverse works, They're not saying it. They're being it. Mm -hmm. The people that are saying it are living in a more egotistical space of, okay, well, this is how you do it. Here's the steps to do it and this is why you should do it and pay me for my course, my PDF, my this, my that, whatever. They're capitalizing on a process Mm -hmm. that may or may not work for someone.
1: Right but the work with you is but, different it is not it <clears throat> is not all the thinking or the um, cerebral stuff it's it's your heart intelligence mm-hmm.
0: it's different but Your I mean,
1: mind must be aligned with your heart
0: mm-hmm. your infinite intelligence and that, those two pieces of co- the puzzle come together that's alignment in a pathway which is could also be known as the timeline and then you you have access to the truth of you Does't mean it's true for everyone. It means the truth of you is. So if you're feeling mm, <clears throat> something it's like i I want that, but something's in the way, that's programming
1: mm-hmm. well, people who um like get stuck and um they've done everything that they know of they go to mentors they go to classes courses seminars and do everything in their power and then they they get stuck um and and you more than likely they have certain program that is running right and this is where mm. they can benefit from working with you um and how how can can people
0: work with you when they Well, they get to feel called to do so. You know what that feels like. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's an alignment. It's not everyone. It's not everyone. Not because of judgment, but because of alignment, Mm -hmm. resonance.
1: they, They must be in alignment with the work that you do. And they will find you. These are the people that find you.
0: Not necessarily the work that I do because I'm being the work. Being the work. Right? So if they are um, in a space where they are being who they get to be and they know that there's an aspect of their self, they get to address and access and walk a path, Mm -hmm. then they know it. And that's where the resonance comes from. Wow. Right, there's more connection there than yeah most. Men. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been trying to do <clears throat> things on social media for a decade, and cannot, <laughs> which is really funny, because uh, mentors, business people, there they would say, "Well, just do it, just do it." What's in the way of that? What's you know, what's blocking it? What's stopping you? And I'm like. I'm not certain that that is in alignment with who I am. Not because of something that I think I should do. But there's something that prevents that from occurring. Yeah. When I think about wanting to do it, that's what I know I shouldn't. (laughs) If you want something, it's like if you have knowledge, don't speak. If you have something to say, don't say it. If you don't have anything to say, you can talk.
1: <laughs> That's kind of counterintuitive.
0: If you have the, I know, you can talk. <laughs> if you have nothing to say, go ahead, talk. If you it, if you look at it from this perspective, someone who's always talking mm-hmm. has nothing to say.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: <laughs> it's very interesting to be <laughs> in that position and think everyone's like, well, people need to hear the message. People get to hear this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't have the capacity to force myself to do something that feels out of alignment. That capacity for me is not there. Hence, if There's anything online or on social media? Most likely, I didn't post it. (laughs) Right? I I will be posting this one. (laughs) (laughs) So it's an interesting space to be in. Um, Yeah, it's just right wild. It's wild to live in this this current beautiful reality where there's some strange stuff happening. Yeah. The well, justice, I mean, right.
1: I'm I'm going to throw it out there anyway for anybody who wants to read more about Wendy. Your website <laughs> is wendypacket.com. It's P as in Paul, A Q U E T T E dot com, and I'll I'll put the link below um, this interview so people can find you um, <laughs> if, if
0: they are in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I mean I'm obviously open to having conversations with anyone and that's you know it's not about saying no it's about being in alignment and knowing that uh, when you know you know and honoring that yeah that's who I to work with someone who is in that space of honoring themselves fully and yeah. usually I see it before they do but <laughs> when when it's there it's there yeah
1: yeah, definitely. I, I am so oh, you. I am so delighted. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I get to have a free talk with Wendy. <laughs> I <just> love <laughs> that that um, opportunity any day. And thank thank you so much, Wendy, for being here. And um, I I want to to ask you something, which I started with my second episode where I asked people, and I mean, you already is a genie in a bottle but
0: <laughs> you <have one. laughs>
1: if you have a genie in a bottle and you you get to wrap the the lamb on the bottle whatever and you get to make three wishes and they all come through which you can make it come through oh my gosh and I feel kind of funny asking you this but um, and
0: i will ask you anyway what would those three wishes be for you even the question feels like really strange. Doesn't it? Because <laughs> Yeah, there's no I mean there's no such thing as wishes. Yeah. Coming true. There's only alignment. Yeah. So give me that type of answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that would be the only thing I could say around that is if you have wishes then listen to what your wishes are and decode your own experience from there. Yeah. Is it also... You'll, you'll learn more. Is it like a but, want? A wish? Yeah. A wish? I mean, imagine if you wish for something, it's uh, like a hope and a prayer. Mm-hmm. Has a higher potential of not occurring. You're waiting for someone else to match it up, which could be the universe. (laughs) And uh, the universe is you. So you believe that you create everything, everything that you want, you create. Absolutely. And everything you don't want. (laughs) Everything you don't want. Yeah. I mean, everything you don't want that's happening, you create it. And everything you do want that's happening, you create it too. The cool part is you can change all of it.
1: And um, I wonder if I should continue to ask people this question. <laughs> but for <but laughs> most people, right, their understanding is not like this high level. You're like, you should be sitting in front of sad guru or some guru out there and, and just like have this deep conversation. <laughs> They're saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sitting there staring at each
0: other. <laughs> <laughs> just not. Exactly. Not close our eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Wendy. Um, I, I just, I'm just feel very honored that you agree to do this podcast with me, and and I, um, I'm just very grateful and really thankful for you to to share your wisdom, and I, I can talk to you all day and ask you like a scene. <laughs> And you know, I, I'm one of those people who's like really is a thinker, and I watch mm. everything, I study everything, I read tons of books, and 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 I think all of us, all of us, um, want that answer, right? Who are we? What are we capable of? How do ha- how can we have everything that we want, and 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 experience this? you know mask the life that we want you know like to have peace love joy health everything and um and i think that's what everyone is searching for and what you're saying mm-hmm. is all within them they are it mm-hmm.
0: there's no how because everybody's way of being and experiencing is different so there's no how mm-hmm. How, why it works when I work with, uh, choose to work with a client is that I am you, <laughs> and you are me, and I already know what works for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it is a true statement when I say that I am you. Therefore, when you choose to work with me and you choose to shift a program, you are choosing alignment with me Mm -hmm. that's how which is why I don't have any programs that teach you to do exactly what I do because it will not work for everyone it's different for everyone and the how is not relevant Mm -hmm. yeah and I believe in (laughs) those yeah i'm sorry
1: <laughs> no i mean i'm I, i'm i'm all in um and and i know uh, a lot of my listener uh into this so i, I appreciate um the wisdom and um the enlightenment <laughs> you've given us today um this is like this is also strange um, to be doing this for you. I I am a Blue Ribbon ambassador. And on it is said, who I am makes a difference. And um, I just want to honor you for coming on my podcast today. And I just want to let you know that who you are makes a difference in my world, and in a lot of people's world out there, even though you are me and I am you. And, um, <laughs> but still, um, I, I want to honor you um, for being that light, for being that wisdom, for being that hope, and for giving people the faith that they can master their life on a different level and create the, the peaceful, um, the inner peace that they desire. And I know I, I got a lot of peace from, from speaking with you and working with you. And I just want to honor you and it goes on your heart like this. <laughs> Pointing uh, up to the sky, and and there's a little cheerleader here cheering you on. And, and <laughs> when 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 um oh, and this is this is um a tradition that I would take a spark on my heart and put it on the cheerleader on you and touch it, and it go bing. And it makes <laughs> your wishes come true, <laughs> and I know your wishes. But all your creations, you already know, will come. All your
0: alignment. All your alignment. alignment. all your alignment. All your
1: alignment. All your alignments. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I'm honored. I'm truly honored. <laughs> I, I'm present with you and choose you because I believe in you and what you're choosing to create in this reality, and because of you. Others will have an opportunity to see themselves differently, experience their world differently, and have a life that's filled with peace and love. The whole connection to all things is the frequency of pure love.
1: Yes. changes everything. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you.
0: Uh, Thank you for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure for sure. (laughs) Me too. Thank you. Namaste. Girl, we'll do this again sometime.